Welcome to Chucking a Sickie. This week, I can't go to work because... Look, me and my buddies and my best mate Pikachu have to face some freaky bioengineered Pokemon called Mewtwo. I think, bloody hell, I, you know, I just hope I can catch them all. I'm your host, Harry, and each episode, we invite a very special guest and go through their perfect day off. From the excuse they use to get off work, to the song that sets the tone for the day, their perfect meal, and of course, their adventurous afternoon. A real-life Ferris Bueller's day off. And welcome to season two! Baby, we did it! This year we are back, we might not be better than ever, but we're definitely just as good as last year. Thank you so much for joining us for season two. If if you've just come, welcome. If you're a, you know, long-time listener, lovely to have you back. Uh, In exciting news, we do have a Patreon. I know, I know, I sold out, but make sure to subscribe to the Patreon because it will get you extra bonus content. Every single episode, you can hear the perfect meal from anywhere in the world of our guests. So you get that, and then also, there's the potential to get merch, which, which is pretty cool. Check out our Patreon, links below. Uh, we'd love you to follow us. But enough about the Patreon. I'm sure you want to know who we have coming up, and well, we have a lot of exciting guests coming up. From comedy superstars to bands, playwrights, actors, and hell, maybe even a Snorlax. But this week, we have the hilarious Helen Bauer. Helen is a British stand-up comedian that has toured all around the globe. She was nominated for Best Newcomer at the Edinburgh Fringe, was on Live at the Apollo, and has a hilarious podcast called Trusty Hogs. Helen will be gracing our Australian shores for her tour of Grand Supreme Darling Princess this year. You can catch her in Melbourne from the 28th to the 21st of April, then in Sydney from the 24th to the 28th of April in Brisbane from the 2nd to 5th of May and of course in Perth on the 10th of May. Make sure to get tickets to her gigs. As always, links are in the description below. As always, for us, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. It means a lot to us. But for now, enough of these shenanigans. Let's start season two. Pull out that thermometer and get ready to call your boss because it's time for chucking a sickie. Helen Bauer, thank you so much for joining us on Chucking a Sickie. Thank you so much for having me on Chucking a Sickie. Okay, well, look, to start off your perfect day, we have to get into the mindset of the worst job that you've ever had. So for you, what has been your absolute worst job? Oh, God, your face gives it away. I feel like there's so so much here. Well... I feel like I've gone through a, quite a few phases. I was thinking about like my babysitting years, but like they were, it was okay. But I think the like worst job as an adult was I, I really, I, I moved to Germany to Berlin and I really okay. wanted to be like a history tour guide of the city. I just thought they were so cool and they knew all the stats and facts and obviously like it's like there's so much history, but everyone just wants Nazi. Like they just want Nazi Germany. <laughs> yeah. And I just couldn't remember the date. And they always okay. pick the history tour guys to be like scholars. So they put me as a techno party tour guide. Oh I'm my just God. Not that <laughs> just, I like drinking, but not like yeah. taking people out. Like they're like the people at the hostel that I avoided. And now I'm the one entertaining <laughs> yeah. them. And techno nightclubs, I know everyone's like, oh, it's so cool. It's the, I can't I can't make it sound any better than that. So the choice was either Nazis or techno nightclubs. Those are the two options that you had. And I actively wanted Nazi. 
<laughs> yeah, which is probably the weirdest sentence to ever say, <laughs> but I appreciate it. So what did you do at the clubs? Did you just stand there and like hold your head in your hands? Like it sounds like it'd be a lot every night to like oh, 6 a.m. Dude, it was till four was the chef. And it was, oh my God. Okay. So you had to meet them at what the first bar and like sign them all in and give them all a wristband. Yeah. And then I literally only did this for like three weeks. And then you had to take them to like several different bars and clubs where there'd be like a deal that like, because they're part of that group, they get given a free shot or whatever. So you'd have to go to the bar and be like, oh, we're the full group. Like, can we all have shots? And then everyone would get a shot. And it was like a mixture of like people who were like solo travelers, people who were just like 19, 20 traveling. And then like always like one guy in his 40s (laughs) who's like, the wife's left me. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with this. And then it ended by taking them to two techno clubs. The thing is, the good techno clubs are like really hard to get into and you wouldn't go in in a group. So we went to these ones that were fucking dead like this was not friday and saturday night this was like a monday or tuesday Mm. and it would just be us in there so i'd go and get them their like tiny little beers or whatever and then we had to bring the vibe of the party yeah i hate techno music yeah i mean it's a terrible combination it's a terrible combination because i've also heard like berkheim and like Kit Kat, I think is the name or whatever it is. Like they're really hard to get into and everyone gets turned away. So if you're going to a place in Berlin with no vibe, that's, that's hard to start. (laughs) And I don't even like techno music. (laughs) No, it was awful. And everyone hated it and I hated it. And I'm wearing a t-shirt. that's like party pub crawl Berlin. (laughs) And then that, oh, it was so bad. It was so cringe. And it's not like you get tipped. Oh, yeah, of course not. Oh, my God. To be the funnest. Oh. Yeah, it's just, it's so much energy. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do the Nazi tour guiding, they give you loads of tips and stuff. Yeah. And, like, you say, like, oh, we'll go to the bunker. And everyone will, like, freak out. Yeah. And then you just go, like, party. And they're just drunk. And then it's just usually one person you've lost. And then you're just like, well, they're dead. It's awful. Yeah. I would say the group of people that go on a Nazi tour, there'd be one or two every single time that you'd be a bit cautious of. That you'd be like, I don't know what your intentions are for coming on this tour. Like, I think that's scarier, (laughs) hypothetically, than a techno tour. Like, techno tour, everyone's here for a bit of fun, except for that 40-year-old. Whereas a Nazi tour, it's like, this could go very badly. (laughs) It's got a notepad, writing tips. Like, it's... it's... (laughs) But don't you feel like, like... There's just like so many guys in the world with such an in- really intense interest in Hitler. Like the amount of guys I know who present normal but have like three Hitler biographies. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happens more like, than you anyone wants to admit. Yeah, and I was raised by an autistic dad. Like I get the deal. Like you know, they're not <laughs> yeah. going to hurt anyone. They're just interested in man's inhumanity to man. <laughs> like, Techno tour guiding was the worst job, but now you do something a bit different. Obviously, you do your comedy. You've got a, a podcast as well, Trusty Hogs, which is a fantastic name for a hot podcast. And I like how you've got a description of it as well. A reliable person or thing and then feral pigs and you put them together, which is just fantastic. So how did you, how did you get into this I, life? I did not realize we had that description of our <laughs> yeah. podcast stuff. Yeah, it's, I found it. And I was like, that's, that's great. 
<laughs> it's a good name, man. It's a good name. Yeah, it's How really did you get good. into this life? Well, it was when I was living in Germany. So, I was li- so I'm from England, um, but I was living in Berlin for like three years. And at some point there, I was like, I always wanted to do stand up, but I was like, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And also, like, it felt like a really like poignant moment because I was in my early 20s and I had my heart broken and I genuinely believed if I moved country, he'd realize how much he loved me and come and get me. And instead he got a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I was like living with, yeah, lol. And they're still happily together. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at her Instagram the other day. There's something wrong with me. Oh, no, <laughs> you're completely, you're over it it's fine because you've moved on <laughs> you're a stronger I'm over it, person but i'm always curious i'm curious of course you want to know what interested. they're doing i get it right thank you and then i would just start doing stand-up there like i did the open mics and everything yeah in berlin and then um like was like oh well i moved back to england at some point once i'm over my heartbreak <laughs> yeah. and then um entered like the newcomer competitions in london and stuff and just did them and then moved back to London. I'm just very lucky, got an offer from a really nice agent and was just like, oh, screw it, let's do it. And <laughs> yeah. I've been doing that ever since. And I was yeah. 2015, so I'm oh, old wow. in comedy now. No, now you're, now you're prime age. I feel like everyone's kind of been doing it for like eight years. It's at the top of the scene at the moment. No way. Don't you feel, I feel like... It's like you want to be going 20 years. Yeah. You're reaching the decade, which is a good place to be. How long have you been going? I I actually don't do comedy. I used to do a history podcast, actually, for like three years for one of the Australian (gasps) radio stations. So there you go. Wait. (laughs) I would have loved loved to be a Nazi tour guide. (laughs) What sort of history did you do? It was a bit, it was mainly modern history. We would find random things that week in history and just go through them. And then we pivoted to countries for a bit. So we'd choose a country and just say an interesting piece of history from the country. I've been trying for like a year now on Trusty Hogs, the podcast I do, which is just like, it's just chat. Like it's yeah. just silly <laughs> yeah. fun with me and my friend. But I tried to get Helen's History Corner going on it because I oh, yeah. have like a fantasy in my head that I'm a historian. <laughs> hey, like, if you need some help with the history podcast, I'm I'm here for you. It's just so hard to segue from the two of us being like, um, how how scratchy's your clit at the moment? You've got an itchy badge <laughs> to being like um, the the Irish famine was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> there was no potatoes in 1962. There was, there was a massacre. And anyway, yes! I've got sweaty armpits at the moment. How does that work? Trusty <laughs> so, <laughs> hogs. If you want your fix of good chat, that's where you get it. But if you want history, it, it, you haven't you haven't found the niche yet. <laughs> Of where it overlaps. I think maybe it should be like a patron episode. Like once a month, I'll do a special history yeah. episode. Yeah. Oh, I, I reckon that's great. I'd, I'd listen to that. Yeah, because I just went to the Trotsky, you know, where Trotsky was killed in Mexico City. I went there because I'm, I'm fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I want to do my, I don't, I want to do my spin on this. Yeah, everyone goes to Mexico for like parties and I guess like scuba diving. You're like, but Trotsky was killed here. That could be fun. I made my sweet friend. I mean, Lennon and an ice pick, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, God. Oh, geez. It sounds like such an exciting time in Mexico. It was so exciting. He lived round the corner from Frida Kahlo. They were friends. Oh, that is actually quite cool. Thank you. Yeah. Look, if this is the type of content on your new history segment of the Patreon of Trusty Hogs, everyone should just subscribe right now. Please do. Trusty Hogs something, I don't know the website name, (laughs) patreon.com. Yeah, perfect. Well, it's it is funny because obviously with your comedy as well, I feel like I've I've seen quite a bit of what you've done and heard you speak quite a bit, and you have so much content because of your family. Like, <laughs> oh my god, in like the nicest way possible. But like the thing, like just listen. I I didn't I didn't know how to bring this up politely, except like I was listening to a podcast and you started with. Bowers take a certain pride in representing themselves in court and then went on to speak about your dad being, your grandpa, sorry, being in a nudist colony. Not that I remember (laughs) every podcast I did, but I remember that one. That is Olga Cox's fault. You say one thing to her, she will repeat it and remember it forever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it wasn't just one thing. It was like you said that there was an actual skeleton in one of your closets of like your grandpa's house. Yeah, which like, since I did I, that I don't podcast, make this stuff up. no, you're not making it up. But since this podcast, I did that one. I have found out <laughs> more about it. One of my cousins has the skull, and one of my uncles has all the bones. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. So I think what I said was a valid statement. Like yeah. there is so much content here. But Harry, I can't even talk about that on stage. Like it's so unrelatable. I'll be like, oh, my grandfather <laughs> was a creepy nudist who hired loads of sex workers and he had a skeleton under his bed. Anyone else relate to that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a woo-hoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess if you had just your family in the audience. <gasps> Don't. That's my ultimate fear. I hate it when family comes really? to gigs. I hate it so much. Why? What's so bad about it? Surely they're super supportive. I don't. That it's not that they're not supportive. It's like I just think it's so embarrassing doing stand-up comedy. Like I love doing it, but I think it's yeah. so I, embarrassing. Yeah. I <laughs> Thank you for agreeing because yeah. it's true. <laughs> and then. To then, and also like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's like you're being so personal on stage, right? Yeah, and you're like, yeah. you're opening up about stuff. Like, do you think I've ever had a chat about my mental health the way I would on stage with my dad? <laughs> like, no. I mean, not the way you've described him so far on the podcast. Yeah, there's no way. I've never even hugged the man. Like, he doesn't need to know about like my compulsive overeating. Like, come on, that's not fair on him. Yeah. He he should not listen to your podcast. That's all I'm saying. He doesn't know what a podcast is. <laughs> That's for the best. That's honestly for the best. I think it's safer for everyone involved. I think so. Like I've had, I think everyone in my family has been. And I'm okay with cousins. Like my generation feels fine. But like immediate family, aunts and uncles and stuff. I'm like, this, this can't be okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Surely not. Because they also know who you're talking about, and that's when it gets awkward. They know too much. So then they'll be there, like, after the gig. And mm. I've se- had it before where they're all talking to others. And going, like, we're the auntie and uncle. Um, Yeah, that funeral, what she forgot to mention. Or, like, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? 
Yeah. I mean, they literally know where the bodies are buried. And the answer is under your grandpa's bed. Thank you. <laughs> that is. Thank you. If only it had been buried <laughs> instead of just lying there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. Look, you are coming to Australia, which is very exciting. Grand Supreme, Darling Princess. You're going to Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, even Perth. You're going all around. Have you been to Australia before? Like literally for the first time last year and I just did Sydney and Perth festivals and it was amazing. Okay, well you're in for a treat. You're in for a treat in Melbourne. So what is it that makes Melbourne so special? I'm excited, but everyone loses. Is it it the food? The food is, look, I prefer Sydney. I don't have any bias, obviously, except that I was born and raised there and it's the best place on earth. But Melbourne is quite nice. Like the comedy scene, like that month for comedy is fantastic. The food's really good. It's got a lot more of like, I guess, like trendy vibe, whereas Sydney is more like beaches and Perth is like, I don't even know, I guess Essex? In in the UK, just like a bit strange. I liked Perth because it was so strange. Yeah. I was sent there last year for a week and it does help that one of my like friends <laughs> school just happens to live there. Well, it literally is. Like they sent they brought me over for the festivals and like same this year. Like they sort of yeah. go, like, Oh, and here are your cities and here are your dates, and you just go, Okie dokie. Mm. Like, I'm easy going. <laughs> yeah. But um I thought the thing is. Perth is great, but Sydney, like, I have never had food like that. Yeah, the food's pretty good. It made me into a foodie. It's insane. I feel like you're in for a treat this year. A real treat. (gasps) Do they have that sushi train thing in Melbourne? (laughs) I actually don't know, but sushi train is very Sydney. I mean, they've probably got something similar, I think. It's crazy how good it is. Yeah, but that's also because sushi in the UK is not the same. But I had no, I didn't know that. I genuinely thought I'd had good sushi. Yeah. So Ray Badron took me to a sushi train and I could not believe (laughs) it was a chain. Yeah. It's just, it's one of many. I couldn't handle it. And the ice cream. Oh, yeah. So I'm assuming you went to Messina. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) that's the correct response incredible yeah incredible i'm like i'm really hoping i'm in the same area in sydney staying again i mean like they're there's everywhere so now much good ice cream around there. i feel like anywhere in like marrickville newtown bondi like you'll be set but that marrickville one mm. is so good because it's right by all the comedy venues for sydney comedy <sighs> festival so you it's can do your show door. get an ice cream within 10 minutes yeah it's beautiful. Yeah, it's right next to the factory theatre, which is fantastic. That's where I am, I think. I want to have a really good time in Sydney this time because I'm only there for a week hmm. this year doing like five shows. But last time I was there, I got like really drunk and um, ended up like locking myself outside of my hotel room <laughs> and I woke up pissing naked in a, in a corridor. <laughs> And like, you know, when you're like, oh God, I, they're going to put me back in that hotel because obviously they've got like a deal with that hotel, like the comedy company. No, you can't, but like, can't go back It's there. really hard to like face those demons. Yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it's a good idea. For you. How did you end up naked in the corridor? Like surely you were clothed at some point. It was an active choice. I slept walk. Oh no. No, I slept walk. Oh yeah. I was really drunk. I got back. I really just took off my clothes and got into bed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's so not funny. But then because of your fire escapes, like the door locks behind yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, it does. So I had to go to the street. 
Oh. Yeah, I had to go to the street. No. To call for the nighttime receptionist on the bell thing. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, really bad. <laughs> but you know what? If there's, it's okay. If there's a place to do it, okay. Marrickville is probably a place to do it. Because I feel like people would see that and be like, yeah, it's normal. It's Marrickville. It's fine. Yeah, there were people in the apartment just sort of looking over like, oh, she's fine. <laughs> yeah, like, she'll be you're a right. doll. <laughs> see, we're accepting community. She'll be right. She's having a lovely time. <laughs> Yeah, it's called mateship. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, if this trip is anything like that, we have a lot to get excited about for you. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> now, you need to get out of the techno club for, an, for a night. So what excuse would you use to get out of work for the day? See, this is when I love being a millennial and I'm scared of saying this out loud just in case I do go back to working a proper job <laughs> and I have to use it again. But honestly, I do think just I just need a mental health day. Mm. And people go, oh, anything we can do? And just go, I just I don't want to talk about it right now. Yeah. I think it's the only one because it doesn't come with any guilt. The issue for you is that you speak about mental health on stage. So if you if you say I don't want to think about it, they're like speak yeah. about it. They're like, well, no, you clearly do. You love speaking about it because we've we've seen your show. Oh shit! <laughs> Not that I want to find. No, out it works. Okay. It always works. <laughs> okay. No, it always works. People yeah. don't question it. No, they you don't. go like, I just need like I'm just having and also like i can cry if i need to on demand like i'm not it's not my favorite thing about me yeah oh that's impressive don't because i'll cry don't don't (laughs) this is gonna come up really fast because i'm a bit tired and i'm on my period right now we've never we've never had this on the podcast (sighs) and then you're (laughs) i can do that that's that's so impressive i know (laughs) it's like a psycho i I can't even cry when i want to (laughs) Oh, let, alone, no. let alone on demand. It's there. It's just like, get out. I'm such a teary person. Um, and people just don't ask questions. Yeah, which is useful in these situations. Yeah. And I feel like, and then also you don't have, it doesn't come with loads of follow-up questions. Like, you know, people always say like, oh, someone's in hospital. It's like, don't do that. Like, you'll forget the name of the hospital. You know? <laughs> That's true. Or the name of the person. And then it's bad karma. I feel like a mental health day is the easiest answer. Right, a mental health day. And we must be respectful of mental health, even when it's made up, right? <laughs> Especially when it's made up, I think. And then also it comes with no guilt, because I've definitely taken, I've definitely done jobs when I really should have just stayed at home because I'm so miserable. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I earned <laughs> yeah. these lies. It evens out. Yeah, I back that. <laughs> Thank you. I think also, if someone, if someone says you're lying about a mental health day, then you end up having mental health issues from that. So, like, it's a cyclical type of thing. It's the best thing millennials have done is the mental health day. <laughs> yeah. I'm so that proud of that. Uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't know if we've done anything else well. No, I think, I think, that, like, the Britain's got talent, Australia's got talent. That's good fun. <laughs> was that yeah, us, that, though? That's, or was it I boomers? think it was, I think it started, oh, it might have been the boomers. I don't think we were in charge um, at the time. Damn I know, it. Oh, We it's did upsetting. really good with um, scented gel pens and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And Scooby Doo's, if you ever did like the Scooby Doo's time. Yeah, Scooby Doo's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we've and done Beyblade, and Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. We've done loads of good uh, stuff for Pokemon. I, I wasn't sure if you were going to bring it up, uh, but I'm glad that you did. I know that you're a massive Pokemon Go fan. And <gasps> Shut I was, up, Jesus. I was very play? curious. I played it once and I was so oh. bad at it. So I'd walk around for a bit. If I didn't find anything, I'd just kind of move on. 
but I, I've heard you speak about it and you are a mad fan. I don't know why we have to keep saying mad. I, I, I no, no, no. Mad a... is a good thing. Mad is, mad is endearing in Australia. No, no, mad is positive. No. I think, I think, and also the way that you said it, like, oh, yeah, like I wasn't addicted. How about you just weren't a good player? How about that? <laughs> That is like I'm so everyone, bad at video games. I I am a, I would I was genuinely bad at it. Everyone when it comes to Pokemon Go is so judgmental. I know you'll say you weren't judgmental <laughs> just then, but like oh yeah, well I played it ages ago, like just for a bit. Like it's just no one is happy to be a, a Pokemon Goer in 2024, but I am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're still proud. What's what's the best Pokemon that you've caught? Oh my god, thank you so much for asking. I just caught a Holucha, which is um, a super rare flying and fighting type Pokemon based off Lucha Libre, and it's only available in Mexico. And um, That's I just I didn't fly there just for that, but happy bonus. Um, and I managed to get two <laughs> yeah. of them. Yeah. Oh wow, that's that's a great name. I feel like I was, uh, and this is not a word of a lie. Just yesterday, I was speaking to my friends about the fact that Pokemon Silver was probably the best Pokemon. 150 is enough Pokemon. I think now they've gone excessive. Sorry, to I get on the bad side of you, no, but no, I think no, it's no, too don't much. Be sorry, don't be sorry. Be better. I feel like <laughs> what you're saying is you aren't able to keep track of all the Pokemon, and you feel intimidated by it, so you're attacking <laughs> yes. the game. Oh, so some of them have ridiculous names. Give me, give me an example. Um, I'm gonna have to look it up because I have, I have no idea off the top of my head. But I remember seeing them and just being like, "That's not invented." Okay, I've just opened my Pokemon Go app now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's yeah. a Cormo. There's a Bergmite. There's a Machop, and that's my Weezing who I'm currently walking around with. That's a Snubble who's in the gym over there. <laughs> Any of them ridiculous? Snubble's ridiculous. Yeah. Weezer is old school. And Snubble, he evolves into a Granbull with 50 candies. Hello? <laughs> with 50 candies? Yes! What in the world? <laughs> I have to tell you, like, it's not just me that plays Pokemon Go. There is, like, I have a Pokemon comedians group, okay? And and there's, like, loads of teenagers I play with in Japan. <laughs> Yeah, okay. The so first part cool. sounded cool. The second part, way less cool. <laughs> so it's cool. They send me postcards from the Hiroshima Peace Park. Who doesn't want those? That is that is actually pretty cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm a legend. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, look, to be a fly on the wall of that group chat, my God, both with the Japanese teenagers and the comedians, insane. <laughs> the teenagers don't talk to me. They just send me gifts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of the best type of relationship. I would take any relationship where I just Yeah, just to be clear, gifts. we're not chatting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In, in case any police are listening, no chat with the teenagers, just gifts. So you're just getting gifts from young I Chinese. I know where they live. Young Japanese men. Fantastic. <laughs> or women, both. Anyone. Right. Uh, no, they're dudes. It's okay. okay. Thank you for trying to not be binary, but they're, they're dudes. Yeah. I don't know if it makes it better or worse. It's just still bad. Do you say it's not good? Do you send them gifts way. back, or is it just a one-sided gift sharing experience? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's worse. <laughs> we send each other electronic like pokey gifts that you get from stock. Oh, that's actually nice. If you pretend like they're over eighteen, then that's even better. 
And they might be, how, how about they think that I'm 14 and they're actually 17? No, that's worse. That's way worse. <laughs> You've just gone straight to the catfishing. <laughs> You're like, I'm a 14-year-old lovely English girl. How about we're all 32? Yeah, that's better. I feel more comfortable yeah? with that. Okay, cool, cool. We're <laughs> yeah. all 32. I'll be honest. When you said Pokemon, I did not expect it to go down. What age should we make the, the Japanese men that are sending you gifts? That's not where I expected that to go, but I'm glad that we got there. <laughs> Thank you for helping clear that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to start off the day just right, because it's not a big night. It's a big day. Baraka Performance. Uh, they haven't sponsored us yet, but they will someday. Um, we need a song that would pump you up for the day. So what song would you choose? to pump you up for the day i'm a musical theater fan okay through and through yeah so i would go for the wizard and i adina menzel wicked original oh. broadway cast recording nice that's a great you choice yeah like it's a great soundtrack oh. i've listened to the soundtrack a couple of times there was a stage where i think hamilton was my gateway <laughs> drug and then i just started listening to musical music theater yeah. soundtracks they're actually pretty good yes like i'm impressed they're I I cannot tell you how much I love musical theatre. Like, I think it's the funnest thing ever. Yeah. And like, I do do emotional songs all the time, but to get pumped up, that song from Wicked, like, I remember singing it, like, on the way to school. Like, if everyone else was in, like, a different periods than me, I'd, like, walk along with, like, my headphones in, like, lip syncing it like I was actually performing it. Like an That's absolute brilliant. psychopath. Especially <laughs> because no I one else can hear so it, much. so they just see you belting it out, which is great. Yeah, and this is a small town. Like, it's weird. <laughs> is that the go-to? Is Wicked the go-to musical for you? I think over the years, it would be the go-to. I did go through a really intense Hamilton phase. Yeah. Who did it? Oh, my God. Incredible. Um, Oh my God. I go Lay Miz. I go Annie. I go Waitress. I go Hair. I go Chess. Chess? I've done Mamma Mia phases. What's Chess? I've never heard of Chess. Ugh, you'll die. It's um a combo of Ben and Bjorn from ABBA and uh, Tim Rice and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, like, you will wow. lose your freaking Okay, mind. that's very impressive. Yeah, it's slay. Um, oh my God, the Mean Girls musical. <laughs> Which they're now remaking into a movie, but it's it's very confusing. I don't understand this. They're remaking the movie into a musical and then the musical back into a movie. Okay, people are really struggling with this and I don't know why. I'll, it breaks I'll my brain. I'll explain it to you. <laughs> Please. Okay, so back in the day, Tina Fey wrote a movie called Mean Girls. Heard of it, yeah. Okay. About 15 years later, she wanted to do a Broadway show of that film. So she wrote the book and her husband wrote the music. Okay. So the music and lyrics together and they put on a Broadway show. Broadway show was going great. It was going to go to all the different West Ends, come to like Australia, go Canada, go London. But it didn't because of COVID. And instead, they were like, let's like make a movie of the musical, which is very similar to the film, but it's a musical. Okay. And so they've made a movie musical of it. And now it's also continuing as a show. I don't understand how people cannot understand that. <laughs> well, I'm just confused. Where does Mean Girls 2 <laughs> fit in? Because that definitely came out at some point. Forget about Mean Girls 2. It's not part of it. We're not, we're not doing <laughs> yeah. Mean Girls 2 right now. We're okay. just, just doing Mean Girls. Mean Girls 2 was a, a, a it's fine, but it was a mistake. It, it doesn't live in the Mean Girls universe. Okay, it's separate. We're just at North Shore High. <laughs> okay, we're just getting Regina hit by a bus. That's all we want. Yes, 
Thank you. Okay. And in one of them, they sing, and in the original is still there as the original. Same with everything when they change it up. You can still just watch the original. No one's forcing you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you tell I'm very passionate about this? Slightly. <laughs> well, okay, so <laughs> Mean Girls the Musical, insane. But Wicked is a great choice. And also Dina Menzel. I feel like people knew her in the theater world and then Frozen happened and then everyone was like, oh, she's pretty good. Yeah, I guess, I think like she was also in the big movie Rent. Oh, yeah. Like back yeah, in the of day course. as well. I mean, Frozen is flawless. Yeah, it's, it's a perfect movie. I don't want to get you angry, but I have to ask this question. Was Rent a musical first, then went into a movie and then back into a musical? Or has it just been the two iterations of musical and movie? But the the movie is the musical. Yeah, but like it was the musical and then a mo the movie is the musical. Oh, yeah. So, it, but yeah, but it's often opera. I think it's called La Boheme. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's one of the songs from Rent. I clearly, I know nothing about Rent. <laughs> it's an opera musical and movie musical. Wait, so when did Tina Fey write it? Ah, There's oh no my God, what the fuck no is wrong with you? <laughs> 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 now, you're feeling a bit peckish. So where would you go in your local area for your perfect meal? And I know that you have a perfect meal, but I don't know if it's in your main area. So we're thinking just locally for the moment. So for me, I love a bakery. I worked in bakeries quite a bit over my years and there's one close to me called Toad and it does the best almond croissant in the world. Okay, an almond croissant. Have you tried a lot of different ones to justify this being the best in the I've world? I've had, I'd say, about 300 different almond croissants over the years. That That's incredible. That is very impressive. That sounds too much when I said it out loud, but I'm going to back it up and say no, no. 300, 400. Think about it. You have <laughs> you have one a year since you're born. That's, I mean, 10 a year. It's once a month. That's, <laughs> my math is really bad, but I, it's, yeah, it's a decent amount of croissants. It's 100% the best almond croissant in the world. Okay. What makes it so it. good? Just like super fluffy and buttery. and. It's the amount of almond paste and toasted almonds on top. Like every, you know, there's some almond croissants where like you only get like one almond bite for every three croissant bites. This is mm. all almond. Yeah, you do all need a high, bite. I do like the high percentage of almond. Oh, it's so insanely good. And also it is like, it's a bit of a trek from me, but I can walk it. But the best thing is my housemate goes all the time. So I can oh, just get that's him so to pick good. me one up. Because I feel like croissants also, they're okay in a bag for a little bit. Like you don't need to eat them straight from the bakery immediately. You've got a bit of leg, like wiggle room there. But you do want to be fast. You don't mm. want to like, I want it to get back to me and I want to have it with a cup of coffee and I want to be dipping bits into the coffee. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is, you've got this worked out. Like this is not your first rodeo, evidently. 300 in, you probably know what you're doing. Yeah, I know how to eat. Yeah, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if I've, I reckon I've eaten probably more than 300 pieces of cake in my lifetime. Easily. For sure. For like sure. probably close to a thousand, at least. What's the best cake in Sydney? Um, I've got to say two answers. Uh, the answer okay. The answer that I would give is Gluten-Free Cake Nation, which is the best cake shop in all of Sydney. Uh, happens to be run by my mum. <gasps> but, uh, <laughs> you know, otherwise, what's the best cake shop? See, this is the issue. You're speaking to someone that can't eat gluten. So recommending a cake shop is it's fine gluten-free cakes are good um i would say probably 
um, oh, Whole Green Bakery. There's a couple of them, one in Alexandria, one in Clovelly. They do a, a fantastic almond croissant. <gasps> They've got a whole bunch of different tarts and like little cakes. It's really good. I went to Clovelly Beach last time. It was gorgeous there. Oh, I so get a croissant, sit on the, the rocks on the edge of Clove Valley yes. Beach. You will be probably the happiest you've ever been. It's what I do regularly. It's fantastic. Okay, great. But I also want to go to your mum's um, gluten-free bakery. <laughs> yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, she makes made-to-order cakes. So you can just say, I want a cake in the shape of an almond croissant. And then she'll make an almond croissant cake, oh. uh, which, you know, fantastic. Amazing. Well, no wonder you don't do stand-up comedy. You don't need to. Life sounds good. <laughs> life's decent life's not too bad all right so you've got the armor consult from toad uh which is a great name for a, a shop a bakery as well i just like Thank the name you. toad that's good oh, oh. Ch well look like ferris bueller though we do have to get to your afternoon activity so if you could do anything with anyone and i'm so worried about this what would you do for your perfect afternoon <laughs> I don't know because like honestly my first answer is that me and my two best friends go and watch Cher perform all of West Side Story. That's great. That's a great answer. <laughs> Have you seen that YouTube video where Cher is doing the whole of West Side Story by herself? No, you're inspired by a YouTube video. Makes it even better. <laughs> but it's, it's, like, it's from her TV show and it starts with Cher being like, Hi, I'm Cher. I'll be performing West Side Story. I will be playing all the parts. And we cannot stop watching it for like years and years and years. We think it's the best thing on the internet. And I think like to go and watch Cher perform all of West Side Story would just be the most magical day. Does she nail it? She kills it. I feel like if anyone's listening to this That's right awesome. now, they you have to go to YouTube and watch it and then come back to this. Because it's, it's so good. Yeah, I think. So, and it's just the three, like you and your two best friends. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no one else on stage. It's just her. Just like, like there's like 50 shares. Brilliant. Right. That's brilliant. Like we've had great food. Watch share. Do, I don't know, take some photos with her afterwards, I guess. Oh, you can meet her. You can hang out with her if you want. I don't know. I always think maybe I shouldn't meet my heroes because like everyone's like, oh, they'll always disappoint you. And it's like, no, I'll be disappointed. I'll be disappointing to them. <laughs> Not that they give a shit <laughs> yeah. about me. I was going to say, like, oh, no, I mean, I've let she, myself down. She might know you. It's possible. No. She could be listening right now. No, it's okay. She doesn't. Maybe just a photo and a quick hello and just like I really admire you. And then just like walk off with my dignity intact. Yeah. You know? Oh, can she be performing in like somewhere really like, 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 like an amp a Greek amphitheater? She can perform wherever you want. <gasps> okay. It's the Roman Empire in um, 30 BC, Caesar times. Okay. So we have, we haven't had time travel yet. Uh, but I, if you want as part of your perfect day for, for you to invent time travel and then be able to go to Roman Empire, I guess technically we can do that. There's no parameters here. Could, you said no parameters um, in the email, so I'm definitely taking up on that. <laughs> yeah. I don't, can I be honest? I don't actually want to invent time travel on the same day I go watch it because I'll be tired and I want to enjoy the performance. Okay. Can it just already It's exist? already there. You've just you've just harnessed it. So it's, it it's been invented by someone else and you're just happened to be using it. So the Roman Empire in what year? I'll go for like 30 BC, I guess. Okay. 30 BC. Like, we're talking Julius Caesar trying to, like, the Roman Empire trying to invade Britain. Mm. 
Like everyone's a Roman. But it, They're being really bad. Um, but they've built loads of really cool stuff. But is it just you and your two friends that are watching in the amphitheater or are there other people? Yeah, I guess I'll go with Francis and Gwyneth. <laughs> yeah. Back in time. Well, you also need Cher. Oh, yeah, Cher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, there can be more. I'll bring more friends. I'll bring more friends and maybe some like street dogs that want to have a nice show for the afternoon. So just to clarify, some street dogs, yes. your two best friends, some other friends that are second round invites yeah. and sure performing in 30 uh, BCE in Rome. Yes. In an amphitheater. Yes, please. Thank you very much. Oh, and a slush puppy. <laughs> and a slush puppy just in case it gets <laughs> You're telling me you could bring anything to this amphitheater and you want to bring a slush puppy, like a slurpy machine. Yeah, I think so. Just to sk- I'm picturing it like summertime there, so it's quite hot and dry, quite arid. Yeah, and I guess they wouldn't have yeah. access to slurpies or know what it is at all. No, and I imagine the water doesn't taste very good back then. No, well, they had aqueducts, right? They've had them for years. Surely it's not terrible. Yeah, probably- oh, come on. Yeah, yeah but like the, the sewage bad. system was not like... No, mm. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. I'd rather have a like a, a blue and red slush puppy. Thank you. <laughs> Do you think the Romans would be more confused about the performance of West Side Story or the slush puppies? Oh, I forgot to tell you. I have the power of invisibility, so I can just observe <laughs> without having to be arrested. Why would why would you be arrested? A woman out without men. Oh, that's true, actually, I guess. <laughs> the t- we forgot about the context, right? Right, and I don't think Cher would be very accepted. Oh, yeah, she'd be. Maybe you're um, like you're in that era, but like you're in a dome where people can't like I don't know kill you because it's like Roman times, and I guess that's just what they do all the time. Yeah, I want to walk around, but just like just invisible, but I can see things and I can I can interact with them, but they have no memory of me. <laughs> would you give them any? <laughs> would you give them any hints about the future? Would you be like, hey, just so you guys know, about thirty years. Things are going to be pretty crazy. Oh, my God. No, I wouldn't because then the butterfly effect's happening, isn't it? That's true. But, I, I mean, you are being sure to perform West Side Story, so I feel like already butterfly effect probably happening. That's true, but what can I tell them? Like, you're going to kill Jesus and it's going to spark this whole religious thing. Um, yeah, probably not the like, best idea. It should happen naturally. Everyone's going to love the Empire and... 2000 years time because they're going to be impressed by it but really you guys it's not nice stop invading and And stop killing killing. pillaging it's unkind yeah stop it stop it no one else has a professional army it's weird that you have one yeah it's very much a leave britney alone type of situation just like i just don't understand like who like why have an army if no one else has an army? It's so weird. But isn't that the best time to have an army? Because then you're going to win every battle. Like, you don't want to go into a battle and lose. It's way better going in and knowing you're going to win. Oh, so much killing. <laughs> hey, this is, this is why I chose. can't do a history podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have to tell you a lot of history about killing. <laughs> oh, my God, there's so much killing. <laughs> oh, and a lot of really bad killing as well. A lot of killing on hunches. I don't know if you know much about the 1600s in Salem, but like, oh, boy, not a good time for senseless killing. Why? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, the witches, it's the whole thing. When? They, made, they made a movie about it called The Crucible. What? Which was originally a play back into a movie, back into a play. No musical as of yet. <laughs> one day. I one really day. want them to do a musical of Arthur Miller's oh, The Crucible. God. 
That's probably one of like it's like if they made a musical of Schindler's List. There's some things that should just stay not like not as a n- never as a musical. Wait, 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 you but you know about the dark world of musicals. Like they've gone dark before. How dark are we talking? Okay, now, I don't know why I feel like I have to whisper this to you because it's like a really famous <laughs> production. Um, yeah. I used to work front of house at the National Theatre in catering, and they do like alternative theatre, and they okay. did a musical called London Road. That was a musical about the murders of sex workers in Ipswich in England in the noughties. And every oh single God. word spoken was verbatim from interviews of the people that lived on no. the road of the people that did it. God. And then they turned it into a movie musical. <laughs> oh, my God. How? Oscar winner, uh, with Oscar winner Olivia Colman. Okay, I have to watch the lead. But this is in the so, early it's so 90s. It's so recent. It's so recent. Oh God! What What are some of the titles of the songs? Um, you automatically think it could be him. Accurate. Um, uh, they like they make a really big thing about gardening. <laughs> <laughs> like, they do a Weird. big gardening number. Yeah. Because they're trying to like, it's not a bad road actually. Um, we everyone thinks it's a bad road because all these murders, but we're putting flowers out <laughs> like it's. <laughs> I don't know if flowers make a road less bad if there's been multiple murders. There's a song called I think it's called Poor Girls, and it goes Poor Girls. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds terrible. How did it get made into a movie with Olivia Coleman? <laughs> it was really popular. It was really popular. Like Jesus. Okay, well, that's another thing millennials have given to us. There we go. We found another. Jeez. Yay. Oh, God. All right. Well. I really want you to watch it. I'm going to watch her, uh, her doing West Side Story, which I think I'll enjoy. And I think the musical, I think I'm going to hate. But I've got to commit to the cause at this point. That's fair. <laughs> That's accurate. Please promise me you'll message me. Please message I, me I, after you watch it. I, I will. And I'll give you the different reactions. They're going to be disparate. I'll tell you that much. Bless you. Thank <laughs> you for trying, though. <laughs> okay, well, look, let's recap your perfect day to you, and you can tell me how it sounds. So you start off the day as a tech... Okay. <laughs> a it's going to be so weird. No. <laughs> a techno club tour guide... But you get out of the day because you have a mental health day. You're having a mental health day. So far, so good. Great. Then, still going well, you're choosing Wizard and I uh, by Adina Menzel, the wicked version, of course, Mm -hmm. to start off the day just right. And then you go for an almond croissant from Toad. Sounds delicious. Maybe maybe you'll pop down to Sydney, uh, have some delicious Lebanese food as well. But the afternoon, this is where it gets real fun. Someone's invented time travel. So you were going back to 30 uh, before before Christ, before the common era, and you are you bring Sher with you, a bunch of your friends. Stray dogs are already there. Aww. And in a beautiful coliseum of sorts, it's not ruined yet. It's still very active. You are having Sher perform all of West Side Story. And don't worry, there's a slushy machine <gasps> on the side. Have a bit of red, have a bit of blue. How does that sound for your perfect day off? Oh my god, I'm so happy. (laughs) Doesn't that sound so incredible? Uh, It sounds really good. I mean, even the last part sounds really fun. Like, that sounds awesome. I'd love to go back in time and bring Sher, who'd be very confused, and just not actually speak to her, just take one picture and have like, and then have to be invisible for the rest of the day because I might get killed. 
Yeah, but I just want to just walk around and soak it all in and have the show and the slush puppies. And you're invited, just to be very clear as well, you're 100% in the group. Oh, thank you. So I think this is a podcast first. I didn't know how history you were. Your history, I feel like you want to come to the Roman. Yeah, come along. You'll yeah, have a great time. I'd have a great, I'm more modern history, but I guess I'll take ancient. If I have, like, I'm not picky. I think ancient history informs modern history. Exactly. It's just further research. No, that sounds great. I'm, I'm in. I'm excited. Excited to go back to 30, 30 BC. It should be a real hoot over time. It's going to be an absolute sleigh. Helen, thank you so much for joining us on Chucking a Sicky. We are very excited to see you in Australia very soon for your tour. Make sure to get your tickets and we will see you very soon. Hopefully not on the street right. without your clothes. Right, but if I am, say hello. Yeah, we'll be like, she'll be right. It's all good. <laughs> thank you for having me. Well, there you have it. The perfect day off for Helen Bauer. Now, I, I knew there was going to be a Pokemon chat. <laughs> the revelation that, that Helen's getting gifts from Japanese boys. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Never would I ever have expected it go where it did. And also, our first ever time traveler, 30 BCE Roman Empire with Sher. I got to say, Helen, you nailed the brief. Absolutely fantastic. Make sure to grab your tickets to see Helen all over Australia from the 28th of March all the way to the 10th of May in Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Perth. Links to the tickets, of course, are in the description below. And if you're still here, well, check out our Patreon. For the extra good bits, you can hear what Helen's favourite meal of all time was and oh, oh, it's a doozy. Make sure to get in on that as well. As always, review, subscribe, follow us on the socials, Chucking a Sicky Podcast, and join us next week for another perfect day off on Chucking a Sickie.